You are listening to Deeply Connected. I'm your host, Ludmiwa Woodruff, and I am here to help you heal relationship patterns with yourself and others so you can create conscious relationships through connection and authentic love. Now, let's focus on getting you deeply connected to yourself and those around you. Welcome to Deeply Connected, a with Ludmiwa Woodruff. And today I have a special guest, my amazing, hot, brilliant and sexy husband, Douglas Woodruff. It's me. It is him. <laughs> and uh, we want to talk about conscious parenting today and how different that type of parenting is from the ways we, we were raised by our own parents. And, you know, it's so funny when I was working on this episode and the content for it, that yesterday we were faced uh, with yet another opportunity to learn. <laughs> with yet another opportunity to learn. Exactly. And uh, it seemed like a very long day yesterday. It was it never was ending, it seemed like. Yeah. And um, our six-year-old was having a really hard time. Well, it was kind of the third day in a row that we yeah. didn't have a structure activity outside of the home, right? Well, we had some, but no, just in the neighborhood. Just bits and pieces. Uh, and then I found our myself really catching my breath a lot. Yeah, we both had a bunch of stuff that we each wanted to do. Yeah. And the kids were just there. <laughs> and needed just needed, needed things to do too. I know. And normally sometimes we get sitters on the weekends, but nobody was available. It didn't so quite work out I, this time. Yeah. I know. And it yeah. was my day of prep and I felt this anxiety you felt in the morning. Um, a bit anxious with our prep for yeah. traveling. Yep. And so I don't know about you, but I felt like I had to kind of reset myself a few times throughout the day because I was feeling the more emotional and erratic um, he was becoming at times, the more I could feel myself rise, um, like yeah, really we, getting activated. So. We, we both had to take some time off several times in the course of the day, right? Yeah. I think it was... I don't know if it's 12 or 14 hours from when they wake up to when they yeah. finally go to bed on days like that. Uh, I'd say four or five times we went through that cycle. Fortunately, we kind of handed off to each other, though. I know, but by the evening, I think both of our cups were like we were kind no, of mentally No, no. Even when I was tired and, and short-tempered, short short. Uh, you, you, then you came in with your grace and handled, took over. It only takes five or ten minutes. Yeah. It only takes five or ten minutes and then I can go by myself maybe or just go in another room and then take a breath and come back and be um, be present again. Yeah, that is such a different way of parenting and just being with emotions. Um, well, I grew up without that, so I cannot say how I would be handled by my father, but my dad was only for three years. But my mom, I remember growing up, she would become very erratic when I felt a lot of emotions. Or she felt Erotic? Like erratic. Yeah, erratic, yes, yes, yes. Like, thank you. It's my fourth language. So, <laughs> anyways, chaotic. Let's say it. And so, I didn't have any. Um, I didn't have any skills on really navigating from my emotions or anger, frustration, sadness. It was just kind of re reacting to things in life. Um, I think as a child and as an adult, before I met you and before I became a mom. So just. Being a parent and parenting in this very different way that I experienced myself, um, 
It's been very interesting. Yeah, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to really even connect how we are as parents with how I was raised. It, well, for one hand, maybe it was so long ago, but <laughs> at the same time, everything is so different today. Uh, you know what our children are exposed to, the mm -hmm. topics at hand, our our lifestyle is very different. I'm sure that what I learned as a child and the way I was parented as a child comes into play a lot. Mm -hmm. But I think we're, we're really, char I feel like we're charting a lot of it ourselves. We're chartering a lot of yeah. it ourselves. Yeah. Um, the dynamic between us is very different mm -hmm. than what I was modeled. Um, the work that we do to be, to be aware of ourselves and to help each other, right? I mean, I think you're very, uh, consciously work to help me through when I don't have a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think we give to each other in that way. Mm -hmm. And I certainly try to step in when yeah. you're struggling, feeling overwhelmed. We're getting better <laughs> after 12 years, 12 years. Of, yeah. of reading each other and not reacting to the other's mood mm -hmm. and simply giving that space. Mm -hmm not perfect, but we're getting better at that yeah. and allowing the other one to go through that and sometimes go off for a little while mm -hmm. and come back or just talk it through in, in the, yeah. in the family setting. Yeah. I think for me, what has been, um, very interesting is to understand that it's okay to recognize the emotions that we are feeling that might be not always positive, right? Like, you know, when I was talking to my mom, when I knew I was pregnant, she said it will be the best time of my life. And I always felt I have to always be upbeat and excited. And there is no space for any other emotions than happiness and, and just gratefulness. And when, when we had our kids, I was really challenged in that area. And um, what I've noticed when you are really consciously parenting or at least practicing and trying to be that parent is this really... Um, learning how to be with all type of emotions for yourself because your kids will have all type of emotions. And, and it's our capacity for that bouquet of emotions that they learn from, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Our children won't, well, we'll probably have a hard time learning a relationship with emotions that we ourselves haven't learned from, at least until they're a lot older. Yeah. So I think every, the, 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 the wider the range of emotions that we can constructively deal with and not push away mm -hmm. it it teaches them that the same yeah. capacities even by osmosis a bit no i agree because i remember when i would be disappointed my mom would immediately try to tell me that i just need to be thankful yeah and, I, and sometimes gratitude is a, i mean gratitude is a great thing right it heals a lot we don't want to get lost in our negative emotions but we also sometimes need to let them experience them yeah, and not run from them but like i used to be um less patient when our kids would you know yes i'd say so yeah <laughs> i would say so i used to be very impatient uh when i became a mother first and it seemed like i didn't have capacity to hold um to hold our first son like big emotions and he used to have a lot of big intense emotions and trying to navigate that how to um how it's to hard it's hard. It's hard. It, it was hard because I didn't even understand that we have different types of brains and different children are so different, right? I didn't really 
knew it at the depth of uh, what we were experiencing. And I think at some point I was feeling very lost because um, I'm trying to use the same tactics, right? Like be grateful and be respectful and I demand respect. This, this is misbehavior when, you know, if there were in the household some negative emotions like anger or frustration. But now you've gotten really good at helping the boys, our children, dissect their emotion. And instead of responding to the, to the, to the outburst of activity, outburst of energy, instead starting to ask, well, what's the feeling behind that? And from that, I think the boys are starting to be able to articulate the feelings behind their reactions in pretty amazing ways sometimes. And that's only because you can sit with it in yourself and not react. You do that better than I do. You really think that? I think so, yeah. I think I react easier, yeah. But I know maybe, maybe it's just because you do it with emotions I'm less comfortable with, and maybe I do it better for yeah. emotions that you're less comfortable with. Yeah. Because yeah. the boys do say like you are sometimes more uh, calm, like easygoing than me at times, right? Except when I'm not. <laughs> but um, but when we talk about emotions, I think like when we think about conscious parenting, a lot of people think it's permissive parenting that we no. don't have boundaries, that no. we just allow for anything, and and I think we need to. Be yeah, very it's a clear. funny term, and it probably means different things to different, different people. People, but I think maybe instead of even cautious, we can use intentional. Um, yeah, because there are times when you have to be rigid. There's times when you need yeah. structure. There's times when you say you're going to do something, you have to do it. Uh, you have to be consistent and mm -hmm. you have to be um, dependable. And, and we need to be those for ourselves, for our children, and mm -hmm. teach our children that through example yeah. and also by holding them accountable. Yeah, You are really good at this. I remember like, I, I don't remember when it was, but I asked you for some support because I realized I grew up without the dad and I thought, the kids would really, um, really benefit from you being there and leading them in some ways that I am unable to, as I'm, because I'm not a man also, and I would be a single mom, I would have to figure this out and be more in the masculine energy. But um, I kind of started to give you more space. Yeah, it and, so. and really ask. Also, the, as the boys get older, it becomes more important. Yeah, think, think. so. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, but. When people, so let's really touch on it because we touched just a little bit. So when we speak about conscious or intentional parenting, we don't mean permissive. We don't mean do whatever you want to do and Absolutely you can not. jump around restaurants when we go out. I think what we have done is that we have, uh, you know, we have some expectations of behavior when we are at the table. So, and we also know that our kids have a lot of energy. So we allow them to go out and experience world and, and be crazy outside. But then when we do go out to places that are public, you know, there are expectations of the behavior there. So it's yeah, absolutely. depending on where we are at, they learn what is, what is appropriate behavior in a way that is not also appropriate because of the society. But when you go to a restaurant, you don't want kids jumping on the, on the chairs and tables. Right, right. Permissive as Permissive. a sense of, of just not having rules or boundaries and, and that. And I think that is not the way we've been parenting at all. Uh, I think it's very, been very important to have clear boundaries. In fact, early, early on, we learned that the better the boundaries, the more our boys seem to flourish. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the lack of boundaries and the lack of even consequences that made things worse rather than better in terms of their 
uh, wildness in terms of their unpredictability. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think all that's very important. And that is, for me, that's part of that intentional aspect. I, I hate putting a label on it, but that's part yeah. of our, the I way agree. we parent for sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and it's true because I remember in the beginning, we kind of didn't have a clue what we were doing. Remember? Just uh, well, <laughs> we were doing something, but we, I don't think, yeah. I don't think in the beginning we knew how important the structure. Not at all. Not at all. Because, no, being yeah. at a, in a, <laughs> a watering hole at midnight wasn't probably the best parenting to, when they were, when they were two years old. Yeah. So, um. But so, we learn structure. We learn we, structure. We learn it we doesn't pay off. We have yeah. to. They need to be in bed at a certain time. They need to get that sleep because otherwise mm -hmm. it takes two or three days to, to recover and get back in sleep. And we see it even on the weekends. Absolutely. If they go to bed way too late, then we are kind of recuperating for the next few days. Yep. Yeah. We were talking about boundaries and consequences, mm -hmm. right? And boundaries, in my mind, are the things that we set up front up front like you can watch for a certain length of time or you can game for a certain length of time or you can be outside a certain time you have to go to bed those are all boundaries consequences are what happens when it when that doesn't happen and you were saying we don't have really strict consequences and i think that's truth to that the, the, a lot of people will take their device away for what three months or something yeah. right we've never done that yeah. i didn't i've never seen that as really being necessary um at least not yet but we, I think the thing that I've learned about consequences is they have to happen right away. And it has to be, it, it, it doesn't have to be for three months. Uh, we've, ta we've, we've taken the devices away for a week before mm -hmm. when for something went mm -hmm. bad. We, the, whatever the boundaries are, they, you have to have teeth. You, you have, I mean, just like in life, um, you, you, you can get away with speeding. You can get away with things once in a while, but at some point, you know, there are consequences and there's not much wiggle room in those. Mm -hmm. And I think we do have to do the same thing in parenting. We have to have consequences, but real immediate. But I also think that we don't think about consequences as punishment. And I think that's where a lot of people can, can get confused sometimes because when we think consequences, we think harsh, we have to be mad, we have to be punitive. But for us, it's not punitive. It is very clear. We say, this is the boundary or this is the expectation. If it's not met, this is what's going to happen. And then when, when it happens, then we are pretty much calm to enforce that. We, we are not mad. We are not punitive with the kids. I'm not Would sure punitive is English, but in any is case. Is it English? <laughs> I don't know. Listen. <laughs> but I think what's at the heart of that for us, what we've learned, yeah. but this could be different with different children. Mm -hmm. Well, for our children, negative reinforcement has had very little favorable outcome yes. but positive reinforcement has had a real effect real mm -hmm. change behavior effect mm -hmm. so and we learned that early that really was early, early because i remember with the emotional you know reactivity when when i didn't know what to do with myself um i what i've learned for myself and i think you know that's that's what I think of consequences is relationship first. Relationship yeah. first, meaning if I spend enough time with my child and enough time doesn't mean hours, meaning one-on-one -on -one really um, intentional time and I give them my attention and I'm fully present, I'm not on my phone, I'm not distracted, we are doing something together, reading or doing something else, going on walks, going you know, um, to Tampa Aquarium, different things. 
if I have that time, it can be even 30 minutes, I am building the relationship. It's almost like in a marriage, you are putting into the relationship. And what I have seen is that the more I build the relationship, the more the kids want to cooperate in a way, meaning they will, of course, they they fight sometimes and they try to, you know, um, assert themselves because they need to. But what I've noticed is without, for example, if one of them wakes up at night and it happened and he uses an iPad and he already has this feeling of this is not right. I don't have to make him because this is, I don't want the kids to feel guilty or shamed. I want them to understand why they did this and why it was maybe not the best decision. I know we can help them make good decisions. Correct. And yeah. and what we've developed so far by consequences, meaning if, for example, you know, one of our kids is like, uh, I was watching iPad at night when I was supposed to be sleeping, but I couldn't fall asleep and I'm very sorry. Can you help me with that? I will not be taking away the iPad for the next week. What I will do is reassure him that everything is okay because I can already see he's anxious and he's already worried and he knows, I can see he knows that that was not a good decision for him. So I don't have to reinforce any guilt or shame. Like he knows like that was the wrong decision, help me. So then it's about helping make better decisions. Well, but also because you build a relationship and there is connection, there is some respect and trust. He knows that I won't be, you know, enforcing some, some people would say, oh, that it needs consequences where what I've learned is that we had this conversation and then next few, few nights we would take the, the device devices away just so it's not out there, but also he's really trying to sleep through the night. And when he wakes up, he's not getting up to get the device. So. I rather build a child that has self-motivation to try to improve the behaviors than me guilting. Yeah, I think a key thing there is not to be, a friend of mine told me years ago, and his kids were older, his kids were in their early 20s at the time, and they were backpacking, he had two boys, and they were backpacking in South America, or one of them was backpacking in South America or something like that, and and the other was somewhere else. And And he, in his mind, he said, you know, the goal is, you raise them in such a way that when they go off in their 20s and they're backpacking by themselves or with friends on the other side of the world, that it's okay. You can trust them. You think they're making good decisions and that. And and I often think of that, like at this phase in life, we want them to make mistakes. We want them to fall on their sword sometimes. We want them to, and we want to, because it doesn't have a lot of, making a bad decision when you're five or when you're eight or 12, doesn't, the consequences aren't that big. Where, and so if we can teach them how to make good decisions, and we only learn from making mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. So mostly. So if we can teach them through those bad, even allowing them making the mistakes and then help them make, learn how to make mm-hmm. good decisions, it means that later on in life, when yeah. the consequences are much greater, they'll be better equipped to make good decisions when, yeah. when it's easy not to when the temptation is there to make bad decisions. I agree. And I think, I think this is very, um, it's really paying off. I can see that with our kids that it is paying so off. Far. So far, I can. But that's really different than having a more militant approach to parenting where, well, you, you know, you, you got out of the line, so now you need to be spanked 10 times and sit in your room for three days. No, 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 it's really about learning how to make decisions now, learning consequences, understanding yourself, bad decisions, and getting tools to make better decisions yeah, in the future. Yeah, but I also think when we give consequences, we don't, we don't do it in a way that the kids feel like really bad or shamed. 
Uh, do you think so? I, don't I think th that's yeah, correct. Yeah, we tried. They would agree. Like I'd when they come down, they will agree. Like yeah, that that was you know this is what we need to do. And I also, you know, when I hear a lot people send their kids to their rooms, and I think this is such a disservice. Yes, if your child really what they want is relationship. Yeah, they want connection and they want to. Although we've had timeouts, we've had we've had bits and pieces of that over the years and times, but not that hasn't been the go-to. No, because uh, it didn't response. work much. It didn't work real well. What, I, yeah. what I've learned, especially when the kids are young and they're having tantrums, it's so much better to hug them. Hug them if they don't want to yeah. hug, then sit somewhere in the corner just to tell them I'm here. And I'm that was a, that was a real breakthrough for us yeah. at one point. I remember you had read something, and we really tried to live that. Is, yeah. No, what he really he's yelling and screaming and 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 saying mean things to you, and really what he wants is a hug. And nine times out of ten, that was true. I know because I would sit with him in a room. But it's this ability to make it not personal. So you as a parent, we as parents needed to understand this is not personal. It's not about us. They, they are don't having, really mean what they're saying. No, they are in complete nervous system dysregulation in the yes, moment. Yeah. And so the emotions are taking over. And I remember sitting in a room one time with Nico and oh, the poor guy had like 20 minutes of <laughs> intense emotions. And he didn't want to hug me, but I just sat in a room with him and I was just breathing and being very calm. And I told him, whenever you're ready, you can come for a hug. And I remember him like going through this whole process on his own, but I'm there and I'm being very calm. And at the end of it, he collapsed into the floor. So it's like you get out of calm, uh, fight and flight, and then you are into like relaxed state. And he literally came uh, crawling towards me. And, and that's, and on my lap. you know, I've read or heard the only way through an emotion or through a feeling is through it. Yeah. And so you held the space for him to really go through that emotion mm -hmm. and the feeling of, the, of it all. And then after that passes, which it will eventually, yeah. then he's receptive. There's receptive. Yeah. And we don't punish for having that emotion because I think this is also a very old school where we punish kids for having feelings like anger and frustration and having a tantrum. Mm. But this is a human being and... I think the discomfort that you as an adult have with their emotions is your discomfort with your own emotions. Yeah, and I, I had think to that's learn something that. something we learned, but we're really clear on now. Like if I'm upset or cross or, or frustrated yeah. with the dynamics, I know it's the, that's my feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I still have it. <laughs> I still have it. It's not going anywhere until it, yeah. I decide I process it. Well, yeah, yeah. It's got to go through. I got to go through <laughs> it, right? And yeah. sometimes that goes faster than others. I know, but I think that was like the first lessons that I had to learn with being reactive when we yeah. started being parents. That was, I had no clue how to be with emotions, but to be chaotic and reactive, just like my mom. And um, just learning and acknowledging that I can feel angry and I can feel disappointed. And sometimes I don't even want to parent that all of this is allowed for me. And if I need to yell, and like yesterday I went yelling, unfortunately the room was way too close. So I, next time I need to go to your office. <laughs> Remember, I was yeah. yelling last night because I'm like, I'm going to remove myself, go to another room and use what I need to, to move it from my body. But they still could hear me. So the six-year-old still was crying because he heard me yelling and he was upset that I'm yelling because of him. And so I've learned that if I, I am in this state, I just need to take care of myself first. There's that. Well, yeah. and that's really good. I think many times you and I see that in each other and come in a way to each other's rescue, step up to the challenge, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, 
I think we've had to learn that. I mean, I wasn't I modeled that. Ask, I, right? I had to start asking you because as a woman, I always yeah, you, took it on. But you also showed me by example sometimes. Yeah. That's how I learned more is by your example saying, why don't you go take care of, you need to go another room and you go outside, go for a walk or something. I'm going to deal with this. I've yeah. got this. Yeah. And I learned to do that, to take that as a gift. Yeah. And it doesn't usually take long, then I'm ready to come back and, and be present in the family again. And sometimes you need that too. And I think we're getting better at raising to that occasion, which I, is a big, I agree. And which I, and just I, makes the whole thing go a lot smoother. I know, because I think as a woman, when, when we started parenting, I wanted to just take it on and take it on because I thought that's my role as a woman to just- Yeah, but then nothing the, ever really gets resolved, right? Well, no, I would just get overwhelmed. Yeah. And then I would get overwhelmed. I would get short-tempered with and you because, explode, yeah. yeah, and I would explode. So as women, we, and, and you can say, well, the men need to understand, but men sometimes don't know because we take over. And so they don't know, step in, not step in because I will be yelled at or I can do it better. I hear with a lot of men when they try to, you know, give a bottle to a kid or try to parent, the women step, we step in and we're like, let me do it in a better way. Let me take over. So Fine. I... Fine, there you go, right? <laughs> Take it away. Take it away. <laughs> so I got stuff I, to do. at some point I really realized, I said, I cannot have you just guess what I'm thinking or right. what I'm feeling. You can right. maybe feel what I'm feeling, but if you are working, you still will not be. No, I got, I'm too busy with my own ideas exactly, about the situation. Exactly. So you got to say it. You gotta, I got to say it, right? Yeah, yeah you got to say it. Yeah, so I think at some point I realized I just need to ask for, because you will help me, you want to help me, you love me, and you want to, you know, um, be the parent with me, right? We are doing it together. So I remember asking you specifically, and I think from that moment when I opened up more that this is too overwhelming and and we need to find a way how we can exchange. I think from since then we were being more attuned with each other. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you have to you have to say it. You have to say it. Ladies. <laughs> you have ladies, to say it. You have to say it, but also not in a way you don't help me. Uh, yeah, not no, like that. Yeah, that doesn't go over. Tell well. me, how does that feel when we're like, yeah. you have to help me, you don't do enough, and I'm overwhelmed? <laughs> yeah, that really stinks. That really stinks, yeah. Stinks. Yeah, because then I get resentful, then I get, uh, I feel resentment, or then I feel uh, kind of cornered a little bit, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't really feel like helping out then because I'm already kind of in the doghouse or in the corner or something. Whereas when you come with, yeah, an earnest, like I can really feel an earnest request for help. I mean, yeah, you always help, want to help people, often yeah. want to help people if yeah. they're honest. And, yeah. and usually, you know, if you can sugarcoat it a little bit with a compliment along the way, you know, that oh doesn't hurt. Did you hear this? Yeah, you need to like watch all my podcast episodes when I talk about how to speak to men. Uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm, you're really, you know, if you say, hey, my partner, you're really good at this. I need to help right now. I know you can do this, or I, that even that sounds a little bit down, yeah. talking down. But finding a, an honest way, I think yeah. you just have to be authentic. But I think authentic and not accusatory. Mm -hmm. And then whatever comes comes in the Maybe situation. It's authentic, not accusatory. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've been. I think I've been practicing. I have to recognize myself. I think I've been really leaning a lot into this, like learning how to be more specific and honest with like giving compliments and acknowledging you. Yeah, you've done, you do that well. Yeah, I try to I follow your example. <laughs> trying to, yeah, I received that. No, because if you just think man or a woman, who doesn't want to feel good? Who doesn't want to uh, be yeah, recognized? We all do. We all. We all want to feel like we belong. We all want to feel like we're appreciated. And the more yeah. we can give of that to our partner, the yeah. more we're depositing into that. 
yeah. relationship and the easier these challenges yeah. with the children will be mm-hmm. to overcome. A- absolutely. Because there is less resentment. Yeah, yeah. And so what you're pointing to, what we're talking yeah. about now is having that, yeah, not a lot of resentment. And then, you know, that's a whole other subject that's mm-hmm. attached, right, is, is how close you and I are connected, how honestly we're communicating, mm-hmm. how much we trust each other in difficult feelings and situations. Mm-hmm. And if that trust and that, that kind of uh, chamber is there, then dealing with children that are... Mm-hmm. Children. Children. <laughs> are struggling to have their needs met, uh, are, uh, it, it all gets easier somehow. Not easy, but easier. But, uh, yeah, because we know like we are in this together. Yeah. Um, so um, do you have any more like tips or insights for people that really want to understand what is also important in um, you know, being an intentional parent or doing parenting in an intentional way, besides what we've already mentioned? Yeah, it's a, it's a, I, I was thinking before we came on, I was thinking about, you know, we were talking the other day about how parenting is, how it is to be a parent relative to our expectations, or did, is, is it like we thought it would be? I was thinking that question doesn't really work for me because I always knew it was going to be a lot of work. Like by the time I got around to having kids. I was confused. My mom said this will be amazing. So no, I was never. I, by the time I mean, I was yeah. forty when our oldest one was born, right? So by that point, I knew I'd seen it in other people. It's going to yeah. be a lot of work. For me, it's been an evolution. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been an experience held against some picture of something else and trying to integrate those. It's really been this evolutionary process of 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 growing, growing in our relationship and our emotional capabilities individually and as a couple and then with with our children as well um i don't i don't see it relative to some prescription prescription or something something. no no it's a bit different yeah i think what i'm realizing is the further we go with our kids is that you know we speak of how Intimate relationship is um, is really mirroring your own limitations in beliefs and like emotional um, capabilities, and I think sometimes that parenting is even a bigger mirror, like uh, a bigger yeah, transformational fo- um, container that is an invitation for you to look at yourself. Yeah, more because, than relationship. Yeah, especially with the younger children, mm-hmm. because they're they're very um, responsive mirrors. Of whatever's going on, mm-hmm. unspoken. Yeah. Yeah. And and for me, what I saw with our firstborn was that he had a lot of characteristics that I had. With like, I know what I want. This is a no. Very strong personality. Walking to his own, you know, music. And it's been me my whole life. And I was I wasn't very flexible. Um, I think with just hearing other people out and getting perspectives. And then I had a child that was just like me. And I think he mirrored so much of this to me of like, why are you rigid in some ways? Why is it black and white? Right? Because he was, this is like hard no, hard no. It was very, um, almost like combative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was sometimes. Yeah, it was. Um, and it was not because, you know, he needs to be different, but that was just his strong personality. And it almost showed to me, where am I combative? 
within myself and with other people that is unnecessary. And, yes. and that was an invitation. I think, I think maybe that's something worth mentioning, right? The fact that especially, I'm thinking as you're saying that of when he was four or five-ish, there was a lot of combativeness <laughs> at that, in that time. And it was really, it, he, he was a mirror. Right. Our yeah. children are mirrors of our mm -hmm. of some part of ourselves. And, and, you know, you can take any any words to an extreme to the point where it isn't isn't valid. I mean, but definitely there was an element then of him as a mirror to our our collective psychology. And we weren't able to to deal with that initially. And we mm -hmm. and we had to work through a number of things ourselves before. Yeah, it dissipated. But it's not because he had to change. No, we had to change. We had to change. Right. And that's right. a part of intentional conscious parenting, whatever yeah. you want to yeah. name it. We, we just knew it wasn't working right. And yeah. we couldn't. And we did speak with a therapist just briefly at one point. I remember saying, there's nothing wrong with you, you know, and nothing wrong with your child. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, there's some things to deal with here. Yes, and we did. I, yes, and I also remember uh, we saw somebody for like the gifted kids. A gifted, you remember gifted kid psychologist, and he said, "Well, you just need to know with your son, he will need to be surrounded by people that would challenge him." Right. Remember, like friends that. And that was our story, but I yeah. imagine everybody, everyone has to has find out matter. what that is for their children to for their children to to blossom. What kind of environment they need to be mm -hmm. in to, to to thrive. Yeah. Yeah, and but, that's important. But that's in, but I think. What, you know, the old way of parenting parada paradigm would be, I'm the parent, I'm the adult, so I know better than you, child, and I'm above you, and I will control you, and I will tell you what is right and what is wrong always. Like, I teach you, I have nothing to teach from you, to learn from you. I think that was kind of the old way of, right? Like, you can be seen, but not heard. You follow oh, my instructions. Nice, yeah. Oh, Sounds nice. <laughs> well, and there's a time and place for that, right? Uh, there is a time for rules, no, as we were saying yes, earlier. There's, it's yes. not that there aren't rules. It's not that there. But no, that's not what I mean right, right. now. What I mean I is that that I had to learn that I'm an adult, but it doesn't mean. And that I'm that. also learning. Correct. That's and I can learn so much from my child, and my child is much smarter than what we think they are. I never spoke to our kids like, "Mommy needs to take a nap." Mommy needs to know. It is me. I need a nap. There's no a third person here. <laughs> And so I think speaking to your kids like they are very smart and understand you was very helpful because now, you know, at their ages, they are beyond their understanding and the conversations we are having are just uh, always so surprising. Um, but I think this is a big difference between how my culture was raising kids like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, you have to follow, you know, I'm from Eastern Europe, so it's like hard hard hand my mom was never yelling she was just very chaotic and but she was also very loving but just culture in general was you make a mistake there is punishment you know and the punishment would be spanking or staying in your room or you know all the things and and that puts the parent above the child now i look at, at the relationship with our kids yes we are the one in charge meaning we are the leaders and they learn from us but it's a relationship it's, yeah. Yeah. It's a relationship. Yeah. It's not an equal relationship. It's not an equal relationship. It's, it's, it's not an equal relationship. We do have responsibility for them. We do set rules, boundaries, yeah. and guidelines, but and we all don't of that. control them either in, in ways that are. Yeah. And, and it's a, a person. Mm -hmm. It's a person. You are dealing with yeah. a person. And sometimes I'm so, um, you know, we say like spank the kids or, you know, <laughs> 
that it's normal if they make mistakes, just spank them with a belt. And I think to myself, well, would you do it to your coworker or would you do it to your husband or your or your wife if they make a mistake? Would you take a belt on on, a, on an adult? You wouldn't take a belt on an adult. I mean, if you do, then you are in an abusive relationship. But we do to children that things that we don't do to adults. We think it's it would be crazy thoughts and ideas, but. We do it to kids who have underdeveloped brains and they don't have capacity yet and, and capability to process emotions. And I think the way we parent, we are really uh, aware of that, that our kids, we cannot, we cannot think of them as adults because they are not adults. Right. And they, right? they are people yeah. and they have their own emotional mm-hmm. makeup and mm-hmm. they're learning like the rest of us. And they're learning. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think trusting our own knowledge and also two things I want to mention. Um, one thing is trusting ourselves not to put our wants and desires on our kids. So like with sports or any activities. That's tough. That's tough. But I think we are doing a good job. What do you think? Because sometimes I think people, people think I don't want to put my stuff on my child and unconsciously we start doing it. Like if I'm a great a uh, basketball player, let's say, and then I will take you to basketball and maybe you don't even like it, but I will drag you everywhere with me because that's yeah. my dream for you. Yeah. I don't think we are, we've been very, really trying to be mindful of that. Yeah, I think it's been very important to expose our children. Mm-hmm. I think it's very important that we expose our children to a, wi- I mean, a wide range of things. As wide as you can with yeah. your life, our life experience, with what happens, uh, w- how things happen for everybody is different, uh, but as wide a range of experience. And then to pay attention. I know this is something my dad did. Uh, pay attention to what they seem drawn to, what, they're, what they seem good at. And then to, you know, like a garden, water that plant a little bit and encourage that and nurture that. Um, and also to back off sometimes to make sure that they're not following it just because we're pushing them. Sometimes we need to. Sometimes we need to push. Sometimes like the, like with the little one with soccer, he wanted to stop halfway through. And no, you said you're going to do this. We're going to finish. It's a three-month season, right? So you're going to finish the season because you're committed to this. After that, you can stop. So I think that's the type of place where we're, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're clear about commitment. commitment. and. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he wants to stop soccer, that's fine. We'll find something else to try mm-hmm. at this at this stage. At this age, He's six yeah. at this mm-hmm. point. So, uh, so I think it's important to. Of course, I'm not a soccer player, so it's easy for me to <laughs> drop that one. But uh, but we've done this with tennis with yes. the older one too. When he went through stages of, you know, he went from karate to soccer to tennis, and then he was all about tennis. And at some point, he wanted a break. And we gave him the break. Right. And then he wanted to go back to it. So it was really his own volition, which is, I think, at some point, very important. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to push and and sometimes they have to come to it on their own. And that's just a little bit of sensitivity, I think, through the relationship to Mm -hmm. to identify. To identify if that's something that they Mm -hmm. want or they don't want. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that requires so much of trust within us and within that knowing that if he wants to stop, we don't go into fearful thoughts of he will not be successful. Yeah, you know? yeah. If he doesn't get all A's, it's probably okay at this point in his life. But I mean, for some parents, that's very important. And yeah. and I'm not saying that it isn't important for them and that yeah. that's not a bad path. Um, to try to get your child into Harvard is, is a path, right? And people can really have that as a priority. It's not what well, it's we've not prioritized. Not. And it's not... But it's also... 
And also we have to think about our boys, and I'm not sure yet about yeah. the younger one, mm -hmm. uh, but the older one isn't quite wired that way. Like I don't, like some, but I think a different kid, we mm -hmm. might be much more focused mm -hmm. on that type of academic yeah. path. Yeah. Uh, so I think again, it's about sensitivity to the kid, uh, but we're all just trying the best we can, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe we're wrong, yeah. 20 years we'll know. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I think that's, Again, the relationship yeah. with the child and learning what they're good at and learning what they excel at. And, mm -hmm. But it, there's no one size fits all. There's no one size fits all. And um, I think so, as I'm coming back to trusting ourselves for our, our own decisions with our kids, um, another just, you know, when, when we think about intentional parenting, I encourage all of you to just take time to check in what feels right to you because. For example, we haven't been to Disney yet, right? And every parent that I know is going to those parks, entertainment parks, right? And there can be so much pressure around you of to do the thing that everybody's doing or your kid is missing out. And honestly, I think until there are seven or eight going to those entertainment parks, I don't know if they will remember much. And, you know, giving them a cake for birthday at one instead of the whole full out party I, the, I don't think they remember much of this. Like for me, this is not a priority at this age. And it doesn't sound like fun to me to go with a toddler who has tantrums to an entertainment park where we need to be standing in lines for hours, right? And I, and I think that we have been able to get on the same page that this is not the time. And even though it sounds like fun and everybody is doing it and some of our friends wanted us to go, we just had to say no, because this doesn't sound like something we want to do. So I think the intentional conscious parenting has to also come from being saying true to yourself and understanding why would I make this choice, right? Like if we're investing time or money or energy, why are we choosing those activities? Versus something else. Versus something else like going on a bike ride or going right. to Georgia and go hiking, for example. That would be yes. my preference with a toddler that is crying than being there. Right. But everybody's different. But everybody's different. Yes. So I'm not saying our what I'm what I'm sharing that is right or wrong is just it's a personal choice. It's a personal choice. But you don't have to do what everyone is doing. Correct. And you can find your your own truth for what works in your household the more you go on your own journey when you become a parent. It's an right. it's an invitation. And not to be running all the time. Not that's at last, that's an yeah, important part of our, how we've mm -hmm. how we've chosen to parent, mm -hmm. is to is to have time mm -hmm. in the evenings on the weekends to really be together mm -hmm. and watch. Yeah, take take three months to watch a <laughs> an episode series, yeah. but uh, to really have the time and enjoy enjoy to be able to breathe a little bit together instead of running where as much as some folks do. Just go 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 mode. Yeah, yeah. that's not us. Like if I'm struggling and let's say I'm a mom and I'm struggling and my kids have so much emotions and I feel overwhelmed. Get help. Because mm. you can't do it all alone. Mm -hmm. You have to get away sometimes. Mm -hmm. Right? We help each I other. Agree. We yeah, help each if other. If you're a single mom, then you really need to build kind of a village. If you don't you have... You need to have some network. You need to have some network. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Because it's too much for one person mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah, I agree. It's a lot. Like parenting is hard. We would not change it for anything. And, and we love our kids and we've learned so much. We became better people because of this, but it's right. hard. And I think sometimes the delusion of you have to do it all on your own and you don't need anybody's help. I think it's it's just a big lie because 
it requires so much of you that, you know, it used to be a village that provided that for your child. And now it's you. And especially if you're a single parent, I, I just have so much admiration for you because we have each other and we have a great marriage at that. And we say it's hard, right? It's amazing. And it's still demanding. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we put a lot. I mean, we always, we want to, we want, I think as parents, we all want to provide the best we can for our mm -hmm. children. It's pretty natural. And it's different today than it was 40, 50, yeah. 60 years ago. Our idea of what the best thing mm -hmm. was. When I was growing up, the best thing was, you know, the, the, keep them from getting in trouble and then send them to college, right? And that was, send them wash your hands. I, guess. I don't know so, if you said out of trouble. I cannot. Not until college. Confirm. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now we're here we are. We're talking about uh, raising them as, raising children as individuals uh, that are part of a society, right? I don't want to forget that. That we, we emphasize, you know, uh, I want to say charity, that's not quite what I'm saying, but we want to emphasize activities that may help them realize they're part of a community. We, what we were talking about earlier about gaining emotional skills and aptitudes so that they are more complete adults later on. They don't have to learn it as adults, but they already have that head start as children. I think we're, we're, we're doing a lot today that wasn't in most people's minds 40 or 50 years ago. So it's a different dynamic. Uh, it's an exciting time. Much more demanding though on the parents. You know, I, I read a lot about leadership and in business, about leadership, leadership courses, about leadership in, in the, in the uh, corporate world. And at least right now, there's a lot of focus on, and, and what derails a lot of careers is emotional intelligence, mm -hmm. recognizing the, the diversity uh, of all kinds, even just age diversity mm -hmm. in the workplace requires a an emotional empathy and intelligence that yeah i don't think my parents had mm -hmm. and i think that's part of what we're talking about through this whole little session here is not conforming to the way parenting was done in the past as much as helping our children as emotional beings relate and be able to react rather uh, respond oh. rather than react as adults as young adults and later adults mm -hmm. and that's in my view more valuable mm -hmm. than getting all a's in middle school i agree i agree and that's where we've placed the priority yeah ah i love this whole conversation um thank you for being partner in life Thank you for being you. a partner in, in parenting. My pleasure. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> I was about to say that. Sometimes. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been a journey and continues to be a journey. And I just appreciate how open you are to exploring yep. and navigating different ways of supporting each other and also our children. Yep. Thank That's, you. I love you. I love you too. Yeah. <sighs> I'm so full after this session. And may we all stay deeply connected to ourselves and those around us. Thank you so much for loving yourself enough to spend the time deep diving into what you need to feel, heal and connect again. My hope is that you are able to connect with yourself and others differently today. Please share this with other women in your life. It is time we share the wealth when it comes to connecting deeply with ourselves and those around us. 
Make sure to write a review on all your favorite listening platforms and join us on YouTube as well. You can always learn more about working with me at ludmiwawoodruff.com and I will see you next week.